I'd like to teach on influencers. Influencers. Romans chapter 15, we're dealing with having a faith that's full. So a police officer pulls a guy over for speeding. Have you ever been pulled over for speeding? May I see your driver's license? The driver said, I don't have one. I had it suspended when I got my fifth DUI. What's driving under the influence? The officer said, you know, frowns. May I see your license and registration? The driver said, it's not my car. I stole it. The officer said, the car is stolen? The driver said, right, but come to think of it, I think I saw, you know, the registration in the glove box when I was putting my gun in there. And the officer said, there's a gun in the glove box? Yes, sir. That's where I put it after I shot and killed the man who owns the car and stuffed him in the trunk. There's a body in the trunk? Yes, sir. Hearing this, the officer immediately called his captain. The car was quickly surrounded by police. The captain approached the driver and handled the tense situation. Sir, the captain said, can I see your license? The driver said, sure, here it is. Is it valid? Sure. Whose car is this, driver? It's mine, officer. Here's the registration, here's my license and everything. Captain said, could you slowly open the glove box so I can see what kind of gun it is? The driver said, sure, but there's no gun in there. Sure enough, there was nothing in the glove box. Captain said, would you mind opening your trunk? I was told there's a body in it. No problem. Opens up the trunk, no body. The captain said to the officer, said, I don't understand it. The officer who stopped you said you told him you didn't have a license, stole the car, had a gun in the glove box, and there was a dead body in the trunk. And the driver kind of shrugged his shoulders and said, yeah, I, I'll bet he told you I was speeding too. <laughs> influence. We all have influence. So... If you heard of the flu, it comes from this Italian word. It's borrowed for this Italian word, influenza. So back in 1743, they, they, after an outbreak of the flu in Europe, they called it this and they borrowed that from the Latin word influentia. The influence of the stars. That's how they believe you got sick. Now they're wrong, okay? But... They thought there was this outflowing, ethereal, unobservable energy from the stars. And it would influence men and women and make them sick. You know, like with, that's why they call it the flu. We still call it the flu. That's where it's from. Well, guess what? We do and can have the ability to take a pen top off. Have influence. According to Forbes magazine, the highest paid earner on YouTube has a channel that had 12 billion views. They made $26 million, highest paid YouTube earner last year. Pretty good for someone who doesn't have their driver's license yet. He's 10. Ryan. Ryan Kaji. 10 years old. They call these people social media influencers and I shared that because man if a 10 year old can do it I believe Christians are influencers now two key things you're influenced by something and then you can influence someone so the first thing 
preach you haven't gotten to verse 1 yet, but I'm explaining the whole chapter. You need to come under the influence. You know, they say driving under the influence. It's this thing called alcohol that you can't see, but it's influencing your brain, right? Now, we need to come under the influence of the gospel, salvation, and this thing that's not from the stars, but it's from the Lord named the Holy Ghost. And then the fruit of the Spirit will begin to rule your life. You want some influence? The fruit of the Spirit is, how about the influence of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and this dirty word called temperance, which means self, Krispy Kreme control. That's what it means. But we're under the influence of the Spirit of God. Now, if you're under the influence of the Holy Ghost, you can influence others. In fact, that's your job. And that's what we're going to deal with in Romans chapter 15. What did Jesus say? Chapter 5 of uh, Matthew, verse 13. Ye are what? The salt of the earth. Man, try some food without salt in it. Yuck. You can't even taste it, right? You need salt. Most Americans, we put salt on everything. You know, have you ever got some chips from a Mexican restaurant without salt? They're nasty. It's like eating cardboard. It might be like crispy cardboard, but you need salt. French fries at McDonald's, ooh, they're hot. But if they don't have salt, it's gross, right? It's like tasteless. Now, you might be the one in a million that doesn't like salt, but salt is the season. Jesus said, you're the season of this earth. You're the seasoning of this earth. So he said, be salt. But then he said, in the next verse, ye are the light of the world. So Jesus said, look, you need to get influence so you can influence people in this world. Brethren, if Ryan can do it, God bless Ryan, okay? But if he can sell toys, you know, we can influence people for Christ. So Jesus said, let your light so shine before men. Influence them that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So let's begin. Verse 1. We're going to deal with the first 13 verses. This is kind of two parts, okay? The first part is the ministry of Christ. That's verse 1 to verse 13. The second part is the influence or the ministry of Paul, verses 14 to 33. So verses 1 to 13, the influence of Christ. And we're going to say influence because that's what ministry is. The word ministry means service, okay? Service is how you interact with people. I was at Starbucks, I don't know, my wife and I were there, and this guy, he goes, hey, we're glad that you're here. Thanks for coming in. I was like, wow, it makes me want to buy something. Actually, we did, but you know, he was influencing me. What was it, just being nice? Yes, just being nice. That can change the world. So the Bible says in verse one, so the influence of Christ First of all, in the first part, verses 1 to 7, it was sacrificial. It's going to cost you something to be an influencer. Verse 1. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Now, this is a continuation from last week's Bible study on help a brother out, right? If we're strong, what should we do with all that extra? We should be a blessing to somebody. I'm talking about giving away all your money. I'm talking about using your place that God gives you to influence someone 
for Christ with a little bit of love. And this carries over from the last chapter. You know, the Bible really has one theme. You know that there's like a ribbon of red. If you've ever read the whole Bible, it's blood and it runs through the whole Bible. It's one book. It's not really divided up into anything. And the Old Testament is prophecy of the cross. The Gospels talk about the cross. What? The blood of Jesus. And the whole New Testament, it looks back to the cross and talks about what happens after the cross. The whole Bible is one book. And it's all to influence people to come to Jesus and experience forgiveness through his blood. It's all about Christ. That's what the Bible's about. And specifically his sacrifice on the cross from Genesis to Revelation. That's the Bible in a nutshell. So the purpose and meaning in life, I was watching a movie trailer and it was about like these, I didn't see the movie, but these people like go forward in time and back in time. And you know what they do? They realize, ooh, we can manipulate the stock market. And make a bunch of money. And then they start to hate each other and try to kill each other. And I was like, wow, that's just about the world. It's all about making money. I mean, isn't there something more to life? than making money is important, let me tell you. But isn't there a greater purpose in life than just making money? Or, you know, they didn't go forward in time to try to solve the diseases of the world, did they? They just, it's like, well, I'm going to make me some money on the stock market. Like, ooh, that's original, right? But Jesus talks about, it says in verse... Uh, Two, let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. Let us be an influence on someone else. Because what did Christ do? For even Christ, verse three, please not himself. You know, God didn't need us. God was fine up in heaven. He was having a good time. Everyone was worshiping him. He was living in a city that was full of, you know, pure gold and had these huge walls and awesome creatures praising him but he left all that because he loved us man that's something that's a message but as it is written the reproaches of them that reproach thee fell on me that's from psalm 69 and verse 9 jesus came and the reproaches that people had against god were all laid upon christ on what there's that theme the cross for whatsoever things were written aforetime in verse 4 were written for our learning That we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. You know, it's a blessing. The Bible doesn't say that we should be comfortable. And I like, you know, lazy boy chairs and heated seats. We're just joking that we would, when my wife and I would be riding in the car, we had heated seats and it'd be summertime and it'd be hot. She knows what I'm going to say. And I would turn on her heated seats in the summertime and not tell her. And she'd be kind of looking around like, it's kind of uncomfortable here. It's kind of hot, right? Because someone turned on your heated seats. Our life isn't all about being comfortable. And you say, well, Christian, Christianity, preacher, I'm not comfortable. But here's one thing that God says you can be. And it's from, first, it's from 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And let me just look at verse 4. Who comforteth us in all our tribulations. That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. See, the Bible doesn't say we're supposed to be comfortable, but comforted. So the next time you go through something, maybe God's going to take you through something so that you can help someone else 
through something. Maybe you're going to face something so that God will rendezvous you with your good attitude into somebody. So, but my car broke down. Man, join the club. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 join my club. <laughs> but you know what? It doesn't, it just leads us to people that you can be a blessing. Influencers. Verse five. Now the God of patience and consolation. Here's the ministry of Christ. Patience. Patience. What is that? That joyful, cheerful endurance. Man, that's hard. My wife quotes that to me sometimes. <laughs> cheerful endurance. When I'm not doing it, right? The God of patience and consolation grants you to be like-minded one toward another according to Jesus Christ. That ye may with one mind, one mouth, glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, I'm going to ask a trivia question. You don't have to say it, but... The original model of the United States was adopted after an act was passed in 1956. Does anyone know the official motto of the United States? Except for Sister Bigelow. So, anyone want to take a stab? Ugh. Be wrong on audio around the world? Ugh. Uh, on the dollar bill? It is on the dollar bill. Oh, in God we trust? Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, that's the official motto. But there's a lot of traditional mottos. Very good, brother. I don't even know if I really knew that, you know, truth be told, right? It's even on my license plate. They said, do you want sunshine state or in God we trust? I said, in God we trust. That's what I want. Amen. So, but there's one call. It's a traditional and it's also on your penny, your nickel, your dime, your quarter, your dollar bill. And if you've got higher currency, probably on there too. And it's this little flag that's in the, this little streamer that's in the eagle's mouth. And it says, e pluribus unum. Have you ever seen that before? It was a traditional motto of the United States, and it means, it's Latin, out of many, one. That is America, but that is Christianity. Out of many, one. The world really doesn't understand America. We shouldn't be divided. We're the United States. We're different but we're one as a nation. So in verse 7, it says, Wherefore, receive you one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. I'm not a Jew, but Jesus saved me. The Jews wouldn't have received me, but Jesus did. And I was different, but guess what? God wants us to receive the brethren that are different. How can we influence someone if we don't want them around us? You know, we're never going to be the same. I remember being in Singapore with this other brother, Christian brother, and we went to buy some stuff to eat and he bought, like from a street vendor, he bought dried cuttlefish. Do you know what that is, sister? It's like squid, dried squid, and it's like all flat and it's in plastic. Oh, and he just yes. like opened it up. It's good, right? I love it. No, I think it's gross, right? <laughs> and he opened it up. And he was eating. I'm just messing with you, sister. Not that I think it, it is gross to me. But the brother was opening it up. And I still remember him eating this squid, this dried, like he ran it over with the car. And it's flat and dry. And he was just eating it, having a good time. And I'm looking at him going, man, this is 1996. And I can still remember this. Like, brother, what are you doing? What are you doing? He was a white guy, too. Right? Probably still is. Here's the thing. We all like different stuff 
That is the kingdom of God. We don't have to be the same to receive one another. I'm just picking on you, sister. Man, there's whole kind. In Singapore, there was probably a line to get dried squid. And you know what? I was the one guy probably not in the line. I was the, the minority there. But we're always going to be different. We need to get over it. Don't try to make someone like you. Just receive them in Christ. Let them have their dried cuttlefish. If they like some, buy some for them. Okay? Maybe they have... Look, you go to Pizza Hut there. You go to Pizza Hut like in Singapore. There's going to be some interesting stuff on the pizza. Okay? So if you're like an American, there's going to be all kinds of toppings that you might not have here in the United States. So be careful. But other folks like it. Not everyone is like us. Christ, though received us his influence is upon us i mean look around in the church we're all different thank god man i want to be in that kind of church because when you go to heaven there's going to be all kinds of tongues i want to kind of restaurants are in heaven it's gonna be like oh jewish food great you know i think there's going to be all kinds of food in heaven but i don't know man maybe it's going to be i don't know how that works out you got to get there to find out but you know what i believe there's going to be all kinds of people there and God made us different. Let's glorify God with our diversity. God gave us differences. Amen. So it, Jesus was unifying, verses 8 to 13. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. So the minister of the circumcision means he came to the Jewish people. He was sent to the Jewish people, the nation of Israel. But look at verse 9. And that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. For this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles. That's non-Jews. That's you and me. And sing unto thy name. And again he saith, Rejoice ye Gentiles with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles. And laud him, all ye people. You know what? When I got saved, I was one of those Gentiles praising God. And again, Isaiah, or Isaiah saith, there shall be a root of Jesse, and he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles trust. Now, there was a prophecy that Christ was not only going to reign over the nation of Israel, but over everyone. That's the Jesus that we serve. He wants to... Have you ever heard John three 16? I'm sure you have. For God so loved man, the world. It doesn't matter who you are. God loves you. Some people say it doesn't matter who you are, I hate you. But God says it the opposite. It doesn't matter who you are, God loves you. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. You know, all of the keys to Christ are believing what God's word says. In believing what? We get our joy. You know, joy doesn't have to have anything going right down here. You know, you can have joy even if everything's going wrong down here. Sometimes it's a blessing. Let me tell you. When your car breaks down, when your body breaks down, you know why that's a blessing? Because you get to check where your happiness is. Is your happiness just when things work out? Because brethren, you're not going to be a happy person. Because life isn't like that. But if everything goes wrong, and you can just like look left and look right and just go, God, this is crazy. Uh, uh, like Job said, he didn't even know it was the devil, but he said, the Lord giveth. And the Lord taketh away. You know what he said? Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said, I am going to still rejoice in God. 
he's going to rejoice anyway. Why? That's where his joy came from. Well, where's your peace from? Same place as my joy comes from. That God's not going to let anything happen to me that I can't handle. But like Mother Teresa, maybe you wish he didn't trust you so much. But you know what? I'm thankful that God will take care of us. And then the next time it happens, you're going to say, oh, that again. Well, I guess I can have joy again because God brought it through me, bef- me through it before. And he can show me and show my children and show my coworkers and show the brethren at church and show the new Christians. It's like, hey, brother, you walked to church today? I remember one time, I think it was Sister Marlena. She goes, wow, Pastor, I just, you're always in the same suit. I just thought, I thought you liked it. No, I had one. That was why I was always wearing the same suit. And you know what? I just didn't tell anybody. No, we got another one. No, we got more than that. No, we got plenty of suits. But, you know, people go through times. But you know what? We're all going through something. But you know what? You got to look to the Lord. God will bless you. And I had money to buy another suit. Probably didn't feel like it. Right, Sister Bigelow? Because I'm cheap. Because when the dollar bill comes out, George Washington blinks because he hasn't seen daylight. You know. But I'm not cheap with God. But you know what? We're cheap with stuff. We've got a wife. Now we've got a daughter. But the Bible says that you may abound in hope through the power of ha-ha, the Holy Ghost. What are you influenced by? See, you've got to be influenced by something. When you're drunk driving, you're under the influence of alcohol. Maybe you're under the influence of a man or a woman. Maybe this powerful personality is like, oh, they're so great. Well, let me tell you, you need to be influenced by the powerful personality of Jesus Christ that comes in the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is not here bodily, but the Holy Ghost is. And the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God can come down in the church and influence you in the right way. That's why Jesus said, don't even leave Jerusalem until you come under the influence of the Holy Ghost, until you be filled with power from on high. Get under the influence and then go out and influence everybody else. Pretty good message. But, okay, the second part is the influence of Paul. So we have Jesus' ministry or influence, and then the influence of Paul in the, re- the last part of the chapter, verses 14 to 17. It was a personal influence. And I myself am also persuaded of you, my brethren, that ye also, also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, Able also to admonish one another. Paul said, hey, look, brethren, I even trust that you can work out the hard conversations. Ever have to have one of those? Amen. You know, we need to get over our hangups. Talk to the brother. Talk to the sister about it. I remember this lady I used to know when I was like eighth grade. She was German, so she English as a second language. And we were joking around on the phone. And she goes, I'm going to hang down the phone. You know, because we say hangups, right? But you really, those old phones, you wouldn't hang it up. You would hang it down so she was actually right she says i'm going to close the lights well instead of turn off it's clo- it, it it makes sense to me you know what but anyway so someone said at your birth you cried and others smiled when you were born at your birth you cried and others smiled so listen to this live your life so that when you leave this life you will smile and others will cry influence people when you came into this world you cried and others smiled live your life so that when you leave this life you will smile and others will cry nevertheless brethren i have written the more boldly unto you in some sort as putting you in mind because of the grace that is given to me of god that i should be the minister of jesus christ to the gentiles 
ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. I have therefore whereof I may glory through Jesus Christ in those things which pertain to God. It was personal ministry. And verse 18 to 21, it was powerful. For I would not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ hath not wrought or worked by me to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed through mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God so that from Jerusalem and round about unto, I don't know how to say this, Illyricum, Illyricum, now that's going to sound really bad on the recording, but it's like modern day Albania, Yugoslavia, that kind of area. I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. What is a full gospel church? Verse 19. Signs, wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God. That's how you fully preach the gospel of Christ. The power of the risen Jesus. That's what Paul preached. It was a powerful gospel through the Spirit of God. We can influence folks through the Holy Ghost. Hey, everywhere you go as a Christian... Let me give you an idea. The Holy Ghost goes with you. You are a majority everywhere you go. Be cognizant of that. Everywhere you go. And and if someone starts to feel uncomfortable and they don't even know why, because you brought the Holy Ghost with you. That's the truth. Everywhere you go. But I'm in my house coat. Everywhere you go. (laughs) Verse 20. Yea, so I have strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest it should build upon another man's foundation. But as it is written, to whom he was not spoken of, they shall see, and they that have not heard shall understand. So he went out and evangelized to new people. And then verse 22 to 29, it was a purposeful influence. For the which cause I have also, I have been much hindered from coming to you. But now having no more place in these parts, and having a great desire these many years to come unto you, Whensoever I take my journey into Spain, I will come to you, for I trust to see you in my journey, and to be brought on my way thitherward by you, if first I be somewhat filled with your company. But now I go unto Jerusalem to minister unto the saints, for it hath pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor saints which are at Jerusalem. It hath pleased them verily, And their debtors they are. For if the Gentiles have been made partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister unto them in carnal things. The Jews brought Christ. The Jews brought the gospel. The Gentiles were just sending an offering to the poor brothers in Jerusalem who were under persecution. You bless the brethren in the church. That's what you do. But notice, Paul wanted to be directed to Christians. You know what God directs us to? He'll direct us to the world, but he will direct us to fellowship with Christians. Now, if you haven't been to a church conference, one's coming up in, was it September 27th? September 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, right? The last few days of September. It's awesome. And the people that come there, the fellowship is sweet. I mean, I've known some of these people probably for close to 30 years. It's just awesome whether you're eating chicken or playing a game or just, you know, talking to one another in church. It's just, it's awesome on a different level. But Paul knew this. And he knew when you get a bunch of Christians together and then the fellowship is the best thing in the world. You know why? 
Because after you worship God and get your own life cleared up, man, you can fellowship without any insecurity and stuff like that. And you're just having a good time. I recommend it. Go one time and just see for yourself. I look forward to it. But it's a sacrifice. Anything you do is a sacrifice, okay? But it's worth it. And you won't regret it. I'm telling you, you look back five years, you won't regret going to that church conference. It's awesome. And there's some awesome people there. So verse 28. I got like two minutes. When therefore I have performed this and I've sealed to them this fruit, I will come by you into Spain. And here's the Paul's secret sauce, right? And I am sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. His influence was in the fullness of everything God had. That's full gospel. That's what we should take. Nothing less. Let's live under our means. You know, say live less than your means, but don't live under your privileges. Take all your privileges in God, okay? Don't spend more than you have, but take all that God gives you. And verse 30 to 33, it was prayerful. Man, that's a good thing to do. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Pray for the preacher. That I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea and that my service which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted of the saints. That it may come unto you with joy by the will of God. Notice. And and may with you be refreshed. And that's the end result. Man, I get refreshed being around the brethren. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen.